is May something, May the 29th of 2016. This is our episode 49 of the Chopping Block. Yeah, oh, man. Getting close to 52. Yeah. We are. Yeah. We're like three episodes away. Yeah. Not bad. Um, it's like one whole year, kind of. Well, it's been over a year. Yeah, I don't know. But it is the whole, whatever. Anyways, we took a break last week. Uh, news week was kind of slow. We had nothing to talk about. Yeah, so we figured we kind of wait a week and uh, see if we had more to talk about. And frankly, we kind of do. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff that so a lot of like leaks pre E3 leaks that are uh, oh yeah happening before uh, E3 because that's in a couple weeks here. So we got some news to report on that. Um, we had a trailer drop this last week. It's kind of a, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a big deal, but um, we can talk a little bit about that because there is something there that I don't believe. Information that was told about that trailer beating another trailer that I'm definitely not believing. But we'll get to that <laughs> on the second half of our show. Um, don't leave me hanging, man. <laughs> We're going to start the show like we start off our show each and every week, Joey. What have you been doing this last week? Um, last two weeks, I guess. Okay, so the last two weeks, um, I haven't really been doing a whole bunch, unfortunately. Um, I've been playing a lot of Battlefront, um, a lot. I've been actually playing that quite consistently. Yeah. Just a couple rounds every night when I get home from work. Um, other than that, like movies, I've been kind of sifting through the Blu-ray collection again. And um, usually when I land on a movie, I really, en- I've been enjoying for a bit. I tend to watch it over and over again because I'm stupid. And <laughs> I don't get it. Like, yeah, I, I don't just understand. don't understand it. So like recently it's been Casablanca. I, I've, I've watched that like a couple times. Um, well, it's nice. I, I, I understand where you're coming from because with certain movies, it's nice to have, and it's nice to be able to kind of zone out while you're watching it or be making dinner while you're watching it. And if you're going to watch it again, even if you miss those parts, it's like, okay, well, I'll just catch them like the yeah. second or third time around. So it's not like, oh, this important thing's happening. I need to, I need to stop everything. And and I need just, to go yeah. watch this and then run back yeah. or whatever. Usually the only part I do that too is like my favorite parts of the movie. I'll kind of like stop what I'm doing real quick and hop back and kind of like look at, like watch the, TV, watch the movie for a little bit, yeah. after my favorite parts over and then, then go back. But recently it's been Casablanca. Um, uh, just been really into a lot of, uh, classic movies again lately um like old old like hollywood you know like fucking you know humphrey bogart lauren bacall and yeah um montgomery clift and a bunch of other guys and stuff and uh so that's been pretty fun um last night uh i ran out of things to play because uh, Overwatch was still downloading. Oh yeah, I bought Overwatch. Um, we'll talk about that. In we'll a bit. talk that. Talk about that in a little bit. Um, I bought Overwatch. Uh, that well, that was downloading. I uh, was. I ran out of things to watch on YouTube. I got bored of playing, of getting my ass kicked in Battlefront, and so I sat down and watched a movie that's been on my list for a while uh, called uh, The Truman Show with uh, Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. directed by Peter Weir. Um, it was a fantastic movie. It was 
fucking great actually uh it, it kind of felt like you know i was after watching it, it's like man i was really missing out on some something great for a while that i just kind of chalked up to when jim carrey was just trying to be a serious actor for a yeah because that was one of those movies when after he was doing all his comedies and everybody knew him for his humor yeah, after like ace ventura and um, the mask right i think the mask too um he went off and did the truman show you know and people weren't at the time weren't used to seeing him as you know anything, anything else other than a complete goofball yeah exactly uh, this gangly goofball you know fucking slapstick kind yeah. of com- comedic guy it's like weird funny faces yeah his rubber like, face you know, and everything very, else you know very like physical humor as exactly. far as like I'm very loud and my yeah, arms like, are all over the place like, it, it's funny because he, he he's such a diverse comedian he can do stand up really well yeah um, but also like his comedic presence like transfers over to uh, the screen right. very well on top of that and like the characters he plays um, he just kind of like fully inhabits them and makes them super believable I mean like you, in, in the real world if Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber yeah, like if you were to meet Lloyd Lloyd in the real world you go like this guy belongs in the nut house or like he needs a handler or something because there's obviously something slow in his head right but he with Jim Carrey plays him he kind of really makes it believable that this is just a well-meaning idiot who just happens to keep screwing up all the fucking time yeah um but uh you know uh, the Truman Show is a movie that really shows Jim Carrey's comedic chops I mean I'm sick like dramatic chops right very very well as well as kind of blending in a lot of like his like physical demeanor into uh yeah it, into that's it one well. of those movies that truly shows that he has range like he can he can do the goofy funny uh well meaning idiot yeah. but he can also do like so far away yeah. from that where you if you were face blind you would think it was two different actors pretty much you know, you know? and but yeah so uh I finally sat down and watched it. It was fantastic. I had a great time watching it. Um, so, like, if anyone's ever been kind of on the border of, like, kind of venturing into Jim Carrey's other works other than just his comedic stuff, this is a definitely a movie to go check out. And it'll probably open your mind to, like, you the, a, Night of the Majestic and, you know, 20, 23, I think, um, and, like, a few others. Do you have uh, a physical copy of that movie? Or did no, you I watched watch it on Netflix. Okay, so it was it's on Netflix. Netflix. You have no excuse not to watch it, pretty yeah. much. Is that it? was my question. That's what I was going to get at. People who have a Netflix subscription, stream it. If like people who don't have a Netflix subscription, steal your parents' login info. You know, <laughs> We know you have it. Just fucking use it. <laughs> it's, it's worth it. it, it it's, worth a, it's worth the watch. It's only like an hour and 42 minutes. So, you know, it's a kind of a short film. At least I think it's a short movie. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so... Other than that, that, that's all I've been doing um, for the last two weeks. What have you been doing, Johnny? Um, as far as video games go, uh, playing a little Battlefront here and there, but uh, since this last week, I've been playing Overwatch almost exclusively. Yeah. Um, trying to get good with like all the characters, at least get like a feel for all their like uh, abilities and powers. Mm-hmm. Really wanting to get a group of like <laughs> five McCrees or like five of like any character and just roll around trolling people. Not like not five bastions because that's too like trolly. What about uh, 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 the Rose at Reaper? I could five Reapers would be okay because you can take them out at a distance. 
with with Bastion when he's like in his turret form. It's just like that robot's so broken. Yeah. Oh my god. And you this really have awful. to like coordinate an attack to where people are attacking from the front and one person flanks from behind, or you have to go in with uh, Genji mm-hmm. and use his deflection power. Because I was doing that for like the first like two days before every anybody really caught on to that's how you can <laughs> defeat him. So these bastions would just lock on to me and I would just run at them and use my deflect power. All their bullets would deflect back to them and kill them. <laughs> and I'd just be like, congratulations, you guys. You guys just played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've been uh, just been so pissed off at any teammates I've had, especially like on Battlefront. Um, you know, uh, just constantly yelling at, at everybody without my headset on, obviously, because I, I don't want to get into a super argument with anybody. Yeah. But like, I just keep yelling at people online, just like, why do you guys suck so fucking much? I hate all of you. Yeah, that, that happens sometimes in Overwatch and like uh, public matches, obviously, yeah. because. Uh, the attacks aren't coordinated, mm-hmm. so it's just like, okay, we're all just going to walk into this blender, but instead of walking into this <laughs> blender all at once, where we might, like, stop ourselves at the top and not walk into the blender, everybody's walking in individually, so nobody's coordinating any kind of attacks. Everybody's just getting wrecked by, you know... <laughs> He's like, like, guys, we had it. We were about to win. We were a second away from winning, and it just fell apart. You know, it's... I really, really, really am enjoying that game. It, the cast of characters is really fun. They're all very distinguishable. Huge cast too. Yeah, like uh, they're all very distinguishable on the battlefield. So if you're like looking at someone, you can identify. Oh, that is this character. That is this character. That is this character. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to identify from afar. Um. The maps are, like, big and multi-leveled, so it's easy for characters to kind of be up high or down low. Mm -hmm. There's multiple ways to, uh, you know, enter an area so you don't have to worry about, oh, well, Bastion's protecting this one entrance. Well, I can go around the backside or I can go above or do, you know, something else. Um, Even though in, like, any first-person shooter, it's always easy to get that whole vendetta mindset like yeah. like this guy killed me i need to kill him back no matter how many times i die doing it and, yeah you know, you it, always it, have to get that revenge it can be a little tough to get over that especially when you're just getting like wrecked, wrecked by bastion just <laughs> turreting damn, everybody i fucking hate when he like that fucking choo-choo fucking sweep sweep sound <laughs> when you hear the tank it's like i'm like no no <laughs> this is the first thing that comes into my mind is i just start screaming no but but the if you have two decent teams playing against each other, it is a fun game because it can feel so tense, especially down to those last couple seconds where you're trying to push the payload or you're trying to capture a point or whatever, and then it goes into overtime. And then you're, you're, the defending team is trying to eliminate everybody from the point for like two or three seconds while mm-hmm. the overtime uh, yeah. counter goes yeah. down. But if any of the attackers gets into that point, it resets the timer yeah. and holds it until there's nobody trying to attack it. So it's just this like constant point, like 
back and forth in these like tense last couple seconds of trying to. That's uh, when like Roadhog's ultimate comes in super handy, just because like it just keeps just the knockback, just knocks back. everyone away, and just like uh, like a few times, like especially during the beta, like you would get like that one opening that everyone would try and rush into the to the checkpoint or whatever the yeah. fuck and then you just like unleash the ultimate and you just stand there and you just start blasting away it just keeps pushing people further and further back um, Roadhog's the best um, so that, as far as video games that's about it Overwatch um, movies I have watched a number of dumb movies B movie you watch B movie again huh no I watch Puppet Master. Yes, thank it's you. It's on Hulu. <laughs> yes. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. It's so stupid, right? It is <laughs> super dumb. Did, did you watch the one where like there there is this one moment where one of the uh, one of the puppets it's like this super skinny woman one just like barfs out this huge leech and they yeah. just like linger on the face shaking violently yeah. as it's like the leech like and crawls the, the, out of the, the face. The, the, like face is very rubbery unlike a and doll like, and I'm like it oh. breaks it, like, like you see the breaks in the rubber and the clay and stuff like as like the leech gets pushed out yeah, and, yeah it, it like you made a good choice. Yeah, that was a completely stupid movie. <laughs> it was retarded. So um, stupid. What else did I watch? Uh, Ann and I watched uh, Ginger Dead Man. Is that the one with Gary Busey? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we have queued up to watch Ginger Dead Man 2. Obviously. So we're going to watch that at some point. Uh, Ginger Dead Man is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I only ever I'm like, Gary Busey, were you like this hard up for work that they offered you like a craft services table and you were like, fuck it, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> like the production value in that movie is completely horrible. horrible. Yeah. Um, there's so many things where I'm like, oh, why isn't there a fail safe to this? Like OSHA would never allow a workplace to be this like unsafe. <laughs> Like, they have a walk-in <laughs> oven, which would make sense for a bakery, right? You need to bake a shitload of things. But there's, like, no kill switch inside the oven to get out. Yeah. So, like, at one point, one of the characters gets locked in the oven, and she just kind of lays there. She's just kind of like, oh, well, I've accepted my fate. I'm going to die now. Yeah. Um, and ginger dead man it, it is it is just the stupidest so good. fucking thing i've ever seen i mean like i've only ever seen the uh like the box art of it back when like back when blockbuster was a thing I know, and they would want to like f- like kind of like pad out their selection of like yeah. shitty horror movies like i saw the ginger the ginger dead man one and i was going like this cannot be a real movie yeah and um she remembers seeing both Ginger Dead Man and Santa Slay. I've seen Santa Slay. Um, at Blockbuster. So when Blockbuster was closing, she went and picked up Santa Slay. Uh, but never Ginger Dead Man, so she was always very curious about it. Well, we watched it, and it was resoundingly dumb. You need to watch Santa Slay. Oh my god, it's so good. Man, like, and, and it's funny too, I think it was one of like the first ones where, uh, like, they did the whole like, Santa Claus goes nuts and just starts killing people. Because the whole story behind it is that Santa Claus is really like a demon, and he was, uh, and like when he got captured or whatever by the forces of good or some bullshit like that, or like by like the church or something, they, they, uh, like his punishment was 
forced to be like you have to give gifts to people um, to all the nice people in the world then you punish the the bad people blah, blah, yeah blah. and yeah eventually like hit like that contract goes up in flames or whatever and then like he just starts killing everybody on you know on christmas and it's just so stupid yeah, but you need to watch it. yeah they have like all of the the production company that made all of those movies including i believe puppet masters is uh blue moon mm-hmm. or full moon some some, some stupid some defunct company but they have like all of those fucking movies on hulu they have um <laughs> hulu. they have evil bong <laughs> and it's like 20 fucking sequels one of them which is the fourth one which let me see if you can guess the fucking name of it evil bong 420 <laughs> yes i think the fifth yes. one is called evil bong high five <laughs> And then there's a crossover between Ginger Dead Man and Evil Bong, which is called Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. I love it. I'm instantly a fan. I need to see these movies now. I need to see them now. Um, oh man, that's so good. That's so good. Do they have like? Do they have any of the Puppet Master sequels? They have Puppet Master Two on there. Okay. Well, the one with uh, Torch. Yeah. Because we watched a trailer for all of those movies, and I was like, "Holy shit, these movies are dumb." I've seen I've seen like a good number of those too. I can't quite remember a lot of it, but like I remember these movies are like saying these movies are retarded, but I love them. Um, yeah. It's like it, it's kind of like it's kind of weird because like I, I remember trying to make my way through the Hellraiser series but I couldn't make it through like the third movie on like I made it through the third movie on Hellraiser but it's like I, that's where I drew the line it's like I just yeah. don't I just can't dig it anymore but for some reason like Puppet Master is just the right level of ridiculous of so where it's just like I can I can probably sit through like all these movies right now <laughs> like in things like didn't make sense and i just was like what's going on with that one puppet's like weird eyes it's just like his zoom in eyes he has like the binocular eyes or some bullshit like that but how come they're like pointy how come it's not like glass i don't know that i always got freaked out by the one with like the huge body and the big old arms and the tiny like pinhead pinhead yeah and the tiny pinhead is like i was like, i was always freaked out by that guy because it's like this like that's just like really creepy looking like like all the other ones try too hard to be there creepy is looking, but um, that one's there's creepy. one of them which i think according to one of the trailers his name is tunneler which is the one with the like drill on his head yeah mm-hmm. he looks like this guy i know <laughs> and I'm he like, has a huge drill on his head yeah yeah like it's huge no like his face <laughs> it's like a bad man just character. like imagine his tunneler's face that's this person's face <laughs> no <laughs> I'll show. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. Yeah. Um, okay, but yeah. So uh, I've been watching a lot of dumb movies lately, um, and I am excited to continue watching dumb movies in the here feature. Yes, I might actually watch um, Fantastic Four later the, that today. New one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one is just. 
It was just bad. That one was just horrible. Like, okay, so like, like here, here, here's a small gripe I have with that movie. Um, despite like the like, there's like numerous not, not horrible to get, things. Not to get back into it because I believe we did two separate episodes where we talked about Fantastic Four. One of two, both of them, I think, uh, <laughs> where we referenced Josh Trank's name in the title of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we oh, did. We do some stupid joke about it, or like, but with both names with uh, both times the name being in the in the i think so okay i hope we did but um so like here's like just which convinces me that like oh josh Trank's just just fucked up at the directing job for this movie because there's no way studio interference really got in, got in with this one scene with how bad it fucking played out there's this whole scene where michael uh where Michael B. Jordan is, you know, street racing or whatever. And usually Gets when it's Fast and the Furious. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's like, so like he's like street racing in this and you would think that if you're going to show a street race, it's got to be like Fast and Furious, right? It's got to like, it's got to be like the standard has been set for that kind of a exactly scene. like it has to be, you have to have that sense of speed and velocity in it to where like you, 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 you feel the tightness of each turn and you feel like that momentum like you would like slam to the car door if you don't have your seatbelt yeah. on kind of kind of deal the driving scene in that movie is so horrible that it's just like are these guys going like two miles an hour down this fucking road or something because this looks horrible because like you just you just don't get that sense of adrenaline or that sense of velocity right. that you would get with with the rest of it and I'm like I doubt that studio interference got in the way of that one scene to fuck it up so I'm yeah. like, so this just guaranteed guarantee tease in my mind that no Josh Trank you're just a shitty fucking director and like I said it just uh, it sucks because you can't you can't fuck up a scene like that anymore no, I can't. mean like 15 years ago you could fuck that up and you could do that and it might be exciting but like that standard has been set like just like Marvel movies have set the standard for superhero movies mm. like you can't do something worse than that cough cough Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice cough <laughs> cough um, I'm sorry I couldn't hear you through the cough oh, oh, no, sorry sorry I just I just got this like cold or you got this like phlegm in my throat. I, was like, I shaved my face like I'm talking all weird now the weight's different on my face um but you know the standard has been set so yeah. you have to either exceed those standards and set a new standard or ride that standard pretty much you can't go below it mm-hmm. because if you go below it everybody's just going to compare it to the standard yeah you gotta be that safe benchmark yeah you gotta, you gotta meet that benchmark because i mean if you don't like even even if you have to uh take a weekend watch all the fast and the furious movies and kind of get a feel for how that might be done or what you need to do to kind of meet that standard you got to do it if I you're going to include that in your like in if your you're movie. an action movie director for fuck's sake you should just know how to fucking do it by that point you know i mean like but like okay fast I and furious has had like five different directors at this point and each one of them knew how to pull it off right but i understand if you've never shot anything like that before that you wouldn't know how to do it but I can assure you, if you watch the Fast and the Furious movies, you will have somewhat of an idea of how to do this or how to do that. Or your director, reach out to these directors and be like, oh, how did you shoot these scenes? Like, can you give me a hand? Right? Like, 
<sighs> so I might watch that later. <laughs> you should watch it and just like just keep in mind that that movie is horrible. Yeah, and like a lot of it does not make sense. Yeah, because I mean like they're like all the action elements that were in the trailer uh, don't coalesce at all. Don't work out. They don't work out unless there is like okay. So also there's this other part of the fucking movie where uh, they show like this like footage of the thing throwing a tank and the tank explodes but there's no debris it just incinerates it's just gone puff of flame and smoke and it's gone completely and it's just it just kind of makes you go like that's, that's such a small thing but also it's just it's what? one of those things like every time in the Transformer movies whenever one of the Transformers like slams down on a city street I'm like, but the trees are standing perfectly still. None of the none of the cars have like moved at all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if there's this giant metal robot thing, thing that's like stomping on a, a city street, tons. I'm pretty sure all of those trees would, at the very least, kind of get like a weird breeze thing going on. Yeah. Like you know, it's just like little things that kind of are are small and. You just kind of wonder, like, how that got past people or how they didn't even think about it. I mean, it. like, you have, I mean, you have to have a continuity guy who's like, okay, like, we need yeah. to add this into that. Or, like, oh, no, this was like this before in this one shot, so it needs to be like this in the next shot. And, and it just, just makes... Like, no, we're just going like, to cut the budget. We're going to get rid of quality control. And <laughs> it, it makes the movie feel, like, a little off. And, like, I feel like another thing is if... I am out of the movie enough to pay attention to something mm-hmm. like that, then that's a whole other problem altogether. Yeah. Because you think about it, and it's like, okay, uh, the Star Wars movies, like the original trilogy, had things that were wrong with them, that weren't expected. But because because they were, like, very enthralling movies, nobody noticed it. Yeah. And that's... Willing suspension of disbelief. Exactly. Is what is what it's called whenever you go see a movie, and you go, like, okay... I can buy it. Yeah. And then, you know, that's, you know, just kind of the, and you just willing to forgive things. I mean, like there's some plot holes in like in Jurassic park where, uh, like the whole like Tom Tyrannosaurus, uh, floor, right. Where he's like, would be like hanging off of a cliff or whatever. But yeah, we see the, you know, the, for some reason, the, uh, T-Rex is able to just kind of right. like show up, you know, ground level with the road that the, yeah. the, you know, the gang is on and everything. But yeah, it's like, uh, during, during that whole sequence though, you're just kind of like, you know, this sequence is great. I love the way And not looks. until like later or until someone brings it up to even think about it. Yeah, like, exactly. No, like until it was brought up to me, I was all like, I would never, no. I would have been like, Oh, that's actually, you're actually right. That's really weird. I never noticed that. Yeah. That's because the movie was so good. And that like, that scene was like so tense and crazy you're just like okay i'm not paying attention to whether this t-rex would be able to stand there or not i'm like well what the fuck are they gonna do about this t-rex yeah i mean like it doesn't matter where he came from t-rex is there he about to eat me i mean like he just ate that dude on the toilet like he was nothing so i mean come on but i think we should let's move on let's move on Um, all right so uh we'll start the show like we start every other show or we did start the show like we start every other show um but we'll move in with our uh what we always do our video game news first movie news on our second half of our show um in video game news i don't have a whole lot but there's some big things that kind of uh are happening that are worth talking about. Um, one, and I think this is really dumb, 
Mm-hmm. Mirror's Edge, a game that came out, what, four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they have the new one that's coming out this year. Uh, they are going to be making a Mirror's Edge TV show. That's weird. Yeah. I know, what was it, Quantum Break... They they're they're supposed to have a TV show as well, right? Right. So Quantum Break is a little different because they included it's supposed that. to be integrated with each other, right? And it wasn't a TV show standalone. Uh, it's all on, on the game. You play your mission and then you watch a thirty minute, you know, like thing. If you find certain things in the level, affect certain things in the video. Choices you make affect, uh, or like, you know, this thing may be here, this thing may be gone, depending mm-hmm. on the choice you make or whatever. So that's different, because that's integrated with the story. This is supposed to be like a standalone on TV Just thing. a regular show. Yeah, it's not like a, um, you're going to play 30 minutes of Mirror's Edge Catalyst and then watch a TV episode. Okay. So it's different, because they want to put this on TV. I frankly think that maybe it's a little better on tv than it is in video games i don't know i I don't know man i i really enjoyed the first mirror's edge i had a lot of fun playing that game yeah i mean i'm not saying it's bad yeah but it's i don't know It, it seems like something that would be pricey to put together because so much of mirror's edge is i'm running on buildings I'm making giant jumps. And to make that uh, cinematic enough for TV, you've got to show, like, the weird angles where you're, like, cameras up top and you show the person jumping across the buildings Mm -hmm. and you see, like, everything down below them. Or, like, you know, I don't know. Well, I guess. Like, I mean, video game movies haven't had, like, a good track record at all. And... I've never seen a video game television show other than, you know, cartoons. Like, Sonic had a cartoon that wasn't good, and Super they Mario still, Bros. had they, a cartoon. They still have a cartoon. They still have a cartoon? Oh, yeah. my God. You no. know how they, they rebooted Sonic and... That has a scarf, right? Yeah, so now they did a show, a TV show, with that same Sonic. No. So now he's Sonic with a scarf. It's stupid. Called Sonic Boom. <laughs> so retarded. And then I watched, yeah. like, two minutes of it in Spanish. Because we thought it'd be funny, and it was fucking stupid. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, like like Sonic had a cartoon that was horrible. Super Mario Bros. had a cartoon that was horrible. Uh, you know, Legend of Zelda had a cartoon that was horrible. Uh, I mean, granted, those are all cartoons, but we've never seen like a live action television show based off a of video game before. Well, we had. Um God, I want to say it was called like Allegiance or something weird, which was that sci-fi and video game crossover thing where it's like a MMO oh, and yeah. like the effects, the events would affect the TV show and the TV show would happen and it would cause events in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did that and I don't remember that doing too well. No, like so. I, I haven't heard anything about it. In a very long fucking time. Right. I mean, it, I think it probably crashed and burned or something. I'm not sure if the game is still going or not. Or not. Maybe. If I they just no stopped fucking... If they just... Uh, I can assure you that the television show is not on TV. I mean, well, sci-fi. Sci-fi never has anything long running except for, like, Z Nation. Except for Sharknado. And Sharknado and, like, Face Off. And that's, like, their three... Like, there's, that's, that's their three shows. Like Face Off is pretty cool. I like Face Off. Face Off is not bad. It Like, I, I haven't watched, like, the last two 
two seasons, I don't think. But I mean, the concept of it is cool. Yeah, I like the idea of it. But it's like these are things more interesting than Mirror's Edge, (laughs) Mirror's Edge on television. Um, I mean, we probably won't see anything until about a year from now. I mean, all the shows for. You know, fall are pretty much already scheduled. I've got to write a pilot, got to shoot a pilot. We probably won't see this until about a year from now, yeah. realistically. I don't know. This this might seem like something that's probably already uh, been greenlit and has probably been purchased for a season, like at least like a, like a six, seven. I guess it depends season. on on what company is willing to do that. Cause, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it definitely won't be like I don't see it being a network show. No. It's not going to be NBC, ABC, CBS, not even Fox. Yeah, you know, it's like about, that's about to ask. Like, did it say who was getting it? Or it just uh, I don't remember which company said that they were uh, looking into making a TV show. Uh, but it wasn't anybody like you know stand Major. out and you know it, it's funny this would this would actually be a really good property for for like Netflix or Hulu to make an uh, like an original series off of you know like a good, yeah. especially like you know they don't have to like say like oh you're getting like twelve episodes they could easily like Netflix say hey we can give you like six episodes to test this out and see how well it does and yeah. you know and usually I feel like that's where things are going I mean people want to watch things on their own time mm-hmm. and i don't know if they could keep like hype for a show like this where every week you want to go back and watch it on television mm-hmm. it seems like something more so that would be suited for a streaming let's watch all the episodes format kind of a thing yeah we'll see though um so in other news uh you know about the game no man's sky right yeah, I've, I've heard of it. I think a coworker was talking about it to me or something. Uh, pretty much basic rundown on this game. Um, you start off on a planet, and you have to go from planet to planet to planet collecting resources, and uh, your eventual goal is to get to the center of the universe. Mm. We don't know why. We just know that that's our goal. Yeah. Um, it's on a server, and every planet you visit... Uh, you can name the creatures there and all this stuff. And if for some reason someone else were to find that planet that you landed on, they would see the creatures that you named mm-hmm. there. Like, they're the name that you named them. Buttasaurus Rex. Like, whatever it is that you named them, someone else, if they visited that Cop planet. Goblins. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's just weird. And there's like millions i believe millions upon millions of planets that you can visit and mm. to the point to where they're saying they don't know if everyone or everyone playing will ever discover all of all the planets of yeah yeah because if i remember correctly what i was told about it is that if you see a star you can go to that star and it'll be a planet and then you right. can land on that planet everything is explorable everything yeah. you can touch down on which is a cool concept in and of itself um i feel like it's kind of one of those things that we've seen before but hopefully it's like on that scale that we always hope it is yeah. so um this sounds cool i mean it, yeah it, it's something that they've been talking about for i feel like almost two three years now so i feel at this point the hype's kind of starting to die down yeah um the game was supposed to release in June next month, um, but they delayed it. Yeah. Uh, Kotaku reported that it was delayed a couple days before they officially confirmed it, um, but the game will be out in August. 
the uh, lead designer uh, on the project said we want to put out like the you know obviously what what any designer would say we want to put out the perfect project so we yeah. delayed it so we can fix things and make it better um, a lot of people were upset about it uh, frankly I'm a little upset about it yeah. um, I mean I have a PS4 and that's one of those games I was kind of looking forward yeah. to to playing. What, what other games other than like you know until dawn do you have your for your PS4? Um, all of the PS Plus games since I got my mm-hmm. uh, PS4, and then the Uncharted collection. Okay, so that's not like a whole bunch, right? Right. Uncharted came with <clears throat> with my the bundle I got. Yeah. And and I bought Until Dawn, so... Yeah. So, to have a game that's supposed to be as, I guess... Like, big and revolutionary, Yeah, like, especially something that's supposed to have, like, this little replayability or this level yeah. of gameplay on it. You know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours, like, like bigger than Skyrim type of shit. Yeah. You know, uh... Maybe in, like, a different sense, but yeah. We, like, Skyrim as expansive-wise, you know, trying to, like, get the whole thing done would be, like, a Herculean yeah. task in and of itself. Kind of sucks that, you know, it's not coming out because you're just kind of, like, depriving people and, who know, probably it, don't have a shit ton of games to play yeah, in the first Yeah, and maybe place. I'm in the minority because... Well, most if you compare console owners, most people have PS4s than to Xbox One. So mm-hmm. that's what they primarily game on. Me personally, and I believe you yourself as well, primarily game on the Xbox One. So mm-hmm. most of my games are on there. Um, but, you know, I was kind of looking forward to this. kind of sucks. But, I mean, there's not like there's not other things to play right now. Okay. Obviously, Overwatch just came out. So, you know, there's still games to play. But this would this I think this would have been like a good summer game mm-hmm. where you kind of waste hours into it, waiting for those fall releases to come. So out. you know all the fun things you're supposed to do over the summer. Nah, you just play No Man's yeah. Sky and you just what? like you want to go to the beach. No, I want to play No Man's Sky. I'm gonna go to the Hang beach out planet. The beach. <laughs> go to the beach planet, and I'm gonna name this new shark called Shark to Pussyopolis or some bullshit, and then it's like <laughs> so that that's just what you do. Yeah, so um, it's out in August. Um, I'm, maybe we'll see a little bit of it at E3. Maybe we won't. Who knows? No, I mean, like, it, it, I don't know. Like, there, there's always games that are shown, and then, you know, they never see the light of day afterwards. Or, yeah. or they're delayed. I mean, like, look at The Last Guardian. We That was officially confirmed, but we haven't heard anything about it, you know, for how long now? I mean, the last time we saw anything about The Last Guardian was, what, like two years ago? I think it was at last E3. Was it last E3? I think so. Okay, we'll probably see more of it at uh, this E3. Uh, with, you know, we'll see. Uh, so, probably the uh, biggest news, uh, and let me bring up the uh, story here. Uh, probably the biggest news and something that we will get officially confirmed, I'm sure, mm-hmm. in a couple weeks at E3. Um there's going to be a new Xbox One. So, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the PS4 Neo, mm-hmm. which was the more powerful yeah. PlayStation 4 that's supposed to be coming out, I believe, also, next year. Also, it needs, year. like, a new type of, like, game to play on it as well, like the PS4 Well, yeah, Neo the, they're going to have, like, two different versions yeah. of, uh, of the same game or whatever. Uh, so, there was uh, some sources that said that there was going to be a Xbox One Slim coming out this year. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be a little cheaper than the retail version of the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, in 2017, uh, the Xbox is going to release what is codenamed right now Scorpio. (laughs) Weird name. Uh, Sounds like a horrible James Bond plot or something. Yeah, so it's going to have, it's just going to be a more power, like an Xbox One 2. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Um, It's going to be more powerful. Let's see what else is on here. Uh, It'll include a larger uh, hard drive. uh, And it's just supposed to be more powerful. I believe they said four times as powerful as the current Xbox One. Okay. Which would put it beyond what the PS4 Neo is saying. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is all rumor and speculation right now. Yeah. If you're going to make an announcement like three like this, it's always at E3. And it sucks for them because this would have been like a big, big news thing at E3. Yeah. The kind of stuff that seals the show like backwards compatibility did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so assuming this is all true, we'll hear about it in a couple weeks. Um, now, here's a kicker. Mm-hmm. There's a developer in Europe who is developing a VR game. Yeah, it's a. They haven't said what game. They just said it's like in a established franchise, like you know, popular established franchise. But they said they were developing this VR game for the Xbox One. Okay. So, put the pieces together, Joey. Have have the little grind start going in your head. Okay. So, what is like Xbox One's VR platform then? They haven't said. Like I said, that might yeah. be another thing we hear at E3. My guess is... It's got to be with one of these new Xboxes, right? It, it's got to be with one of the new Xboxes, and my guess is probably the Oculus. See, I, that I makes sense a bit of a stretch, but, I mean, they already partnered with, like, Xbox controllers being packed in with the Oculus. Yeah. Um, they would not have to do any of the work on their end. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, if they have an xbox oculus model that goes with this new xbox which is supposed to be more powerful it would probably especially be able to run powerful, the uh, especially if it's gonna be as powerful as i say it's gonna be yeah i mean like it, as it powerful as be, a regular pc or yeah, something like it that. should be as powerful to run the oculus rift um so that's my guess that would be the killer app to get. That would be the main reason they get it then. Right. Like, it's because, I mean, in, in my mind, the Xbox Slim and, you know, like Xbox 1.5 or whatever the fuck uh, yeah. makes no never mind to me to actually want to go get it. Like, four times as powerful. I mean, for okay, me, for me I would, I would probably get it. I fucking play too many video games and to have everything look a little better, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that it's also going to include. Uh, 4k support which might push me once these 4k tvs get a little cheaper to get a 4k tv um but yeah it just um i don't know like i said xbox hasn't announced anything um obviously the uh the studio could be speaking out of their ass um 
as studios are apt to do. Yeah. I mean, like, sometimes, I mean, like, I, I admit, like, a lot of times when they say stuff, I tend to not really believe it because like, they got to they gotta cook up something for the press right. um, that they can easily downplay later down the line. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, if they if they just have, like, have, like, a rumor going about yeah, it. Yeah, because I believe a, they said they were developing for PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Yeah. So they could easily just be like, oh, we misspoke. We didn't mean Xbox One. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's like, oh. It's or a, we're developing this game with VR support on PS4 and PC, but we're also developing the game for Xbox One yeah. with no VR support. Yeah, that's so they kind of have say. that like cop out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like there, there's always some kind of cop out that they can do. So I mean, like uh, VR support with the Oculus, it makes more, it makes the most sense to me that you know uh, Microsoft would just like, you know what? Let's not bother to develop our own thing. Let's just take this thing that's kind of been tested for like the last like right. five years or whatever, and then like, or it seems like five years, and then you know partner with them and kind of. Yeah, work something. Partner out. with them. Let's get it working. I mean, mean Microsoft in and of itself is primarily a you know computer company, right? And, and with them and kind of integrating Windows 10 and like that with Xbox mm-hmm. things, it just kind of makes sense that it would all kind of culminate and make this um, super VR thing, pretty much. Yeah. Um, obviously, once again, I feel like I need to say. Rumors, rumors, rumors. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was uh, uh, Adele who said, uh, rumor has it. Because I'm pretty sure someone said it before her, but yeah. <laughs> um, we'll go with Adele. Um, but yeah, so I would assume that in two, three weeks, we'll get confirmation of all of these things. Yeah. Because... You can't just leave something like this hanging in the ether for your Xbox. Yeah. Either address it at uh, E3, which they either have already been planning, or you shove it into E3. Yeah. Well, I mean, like this is something that they can easily play for the short game. So, I mean, like E3's got to be the fucking thing to do. Yeah. To Especially since that. it's so close. I feel like if this, uh, if these leaks would have happened uh, two, three months ago then they'd have to say something pretty much um but it's exciting i'm excited for what the xbox is going to be bringing mm-hmm. soon because um let's be honest the uh xbox one is kind of bulky yeah kind of one of the i think it's the bigger console compared to my ps3 the xbox one is definitely bigger yeah. so to have yeah. a slim version coming out this year in case you haven't bought I think, one yet. I think know. I saw some of the pictures of what the slim version might look like, and it's, it looks kind of like a weird cable box. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's just has, like, the it's, like, a, a rounded edge, like, little rectangle-looking thing. Um, doesn't look too hot, in my opinion. Maybe uh, this newer, bigger, better Xbox is, will hopefully look nicer. I mean, like, yeah. when you get the Xbox 360, I like the way that one looked. And then... Uh, the ultimate, or whatever the fuck, the the third edition that they came the out with, Elite. It. Yeah, the Elite. And like uh, after that came out, I was like, okay, that's actually it's, it's a nice yeah. looking, it's a nice looking machine. So I'm kind of like, hoping, frankly, as far as like size machine. goes, it's never been like that big of a deal for me because it's always kind of sitting under my TV, anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like out and about. I have like a little entertainment center thing where it just kind of sits in there. So I never really yeah. pay attention to how big it is, but. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm excited to hear about this new Xbox. Yeah, and it would show that they are willing to go toe to toe with PlayStation because PlayStation's planning on uh, announcing Neo, 
you know, officially at uh, E3. I believe Microsoft's press conference is before Sony's, so they can try and get that one up on Sony there, too. Yeah. Um, I think that's uh, all the uh, gaming news I have, Joe. I don't think uh, too much else happened, but... Um, let's go ahead and take a uh, let's take a quick break here, and we will be back with all of your movie news for the last couple. So of much movies. movie news, a lot of movie news. All right, so we'll be back, you guys. next on the chopping block and we have quite a bit of movie news for you today kind of yeah um like we have like a lot of a lot of stuff i have it seems like i have a lot of stuff that i get that i was able to gather up but mostly it's kind of like each almost like every other fucking article that i got like compounds on like a story that came from last week or like so there wasn't a whole lot for this week but there's still like a bunch of stuff for last week but we're gonna start with like this current week's movie news since it's uh a shorter list I guess um, so first on the chopping block is Harley Quinn's solo movie is in the works um, now I didn't really write this down Johnny's the one who wrote this one down I think it's pretty self-explanatory yeah it's self-explanatory um, obviously uh, they are making a solo Harley Quinn movie with Margaret Robbie yeah um, I feel like that's what they should have done since the beginning because I feel like that's what people are most excited for in this in the Suicide Squad I guess so but even then like this whole new characterization of Harley Quinn from her origin is just such a weird thing for me mostly because I guess I'm used to that older characterization of her and the kind of deeper meaning it brought to the relationship to to the Joker Joker and Harley Quinn which was just in and of itself an abusive relationship Um, it kind of really brought to light like the psychology behind you know uh between her and the joker yeah um it d- definitely brought at least made it more prevalent which w- was far more interesting to me than um what harley quinn is now um which is kind of like the dc's version of deadpool almost yeah but not as good um so I don't know. I, I think definitely it should like the Harley Quinn solo movie should probably like, probably should have taken place before Suicide Squad. But that's also to say that Suicide Squad Suicide Squad should School be made Squad 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 is should be made in the first place. Yeah, which is a movie that I don't think should have been made in the first place. At least definitely not the way it's being made now, and definitely right. not with the cast it has now. Like Margot Robbie is the only like notable person I would actually bother to go see the movie for. Also, because like her, like she's super fucking hot too. Joey, tell what? the truth. What truth? Will Smith's in the movie. Also he should be wearing. He, should, he was also. He was also in concussion. If he's gonna be, if he is gonna be fucking uh, tell the truth. If if he's gonna be, you know, slayed in this movie. If he's gonna be Deadshot, he needs to fucking wear the mask the entire time. He's only wearing the mask for like a scene out of the movie, and it's fucking retarded. I'm uh, not a fan of that. Your blood pressures. 
Get I know. Right. Calm down. Isaac, but you're getting out of hand. Like Will Smith hasn't made a good movie in years. And I'm standing by that statement. He has not made a good movie. But in Wild years. Wild West. <laughs> Let me tell you about a little movie called Wild Wild West. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm trying to be angry here, Johnny. Fuck. I'm almost enjoying my anger and you have to come in and you ruin it. Um, but like, I stand by the fact that, you know, Will Smith hasn't made a good movie in years. And on top of that, uh, he just, I don't know, like a Suicide Squad movie in and of itself is just a bad idea with the direction they're going in and the way they've been doing reshoots and the way everything else has been handled, especially with all the rumors in the press and everything else but with... Uh, uh, with Ben Affleck and Zack yeah. Snyder and Geoff Johns coming on board to head like the movie and the movie portion of this because apparently it sucks so fucking hard that they ha- want to get him in on it and I don't think he's going to do a good job in and of itself either because he, he his primary focus is comic books this is not it's not a good move we'll have to see itself. apparently they test screen the movie um Somewhere, somewhere here in California, uh, last week I believe, and the the immediate reaction out of that was like it's all better than Batman vs Superman. So <laughs> it's just a smaller pile of shit instead of this big pile of shit. Yeah, I mean it, it, we we'll have to wait and see, but you know this this I feel like may Suicide Squad may be more of a Marvel movie than a DC movie. Well, if they go for the that yeah, feel exactly. of it, but even then, that's incongruent with the whole overall tone that they want to do. I mean, they fucked up hard when they were trying to play off Suicide Squad as a as more of a comedic action movie in the trailers. Then that's where they fuck. If they would have at least kept with the overall themes, like no, this can be super serious take on the Suicide Squad, then they probably would have been sitting in better like in like in. in they would have been sitting better with the public at that point. Yeah. You know, it, but other than that, it's just, they, they're just handling everything so fucking stupid. Like, it's retarded. Yeah, well, um, we'll see how that turns out. But Harley Quinn solo movie, um, we'll see. Because that definitely seems like a better idea. Why not do a Harley Quinn solo movie? At the end of the movie, she gets arrested, mm-hmm. ends up in jail. Next movie, Suicide Squad. I don't know. It might work as a prequel. Who knows? Maybe. But uh, who knows what they're actually going to do because they're stupid. But um, we're going to move off of this tiny movie news to big movie news. I mean, we're talking like, I hate Monday's movie news. We're talking about like, hey, lasagna's pretty fucking good movie news, man. We're talking about, we're talking about like cats, motherfucker. We're talking about like, Odie? Fuck that bitch, man. That's the kind of movie news we're talking about. New animated Garfield movie, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Your, your excitement is, is is filling the room, Johnny. It's dude, Tale of Two Kitties was the <laughs> shit, okay? <laughs> 
know that was a thing. Oh man, I, I, it's it's funny how much like Bill Murray makes fun of those movies. Yeah, um, because they're obviously complete and utter horseshit. <laughs> but like he was like, "Why'd you do them? I wanted the money. <laughs> they gave me enough money to do it." So uh, I uh, I don't really know much about this, but the fact that it's happening is um, just pretty ridiculous. much. Uh, it's just like everything we fucking talk about. It's in the works. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be all animated, so they're not going to do like the half CG, half people thing. Yeah, Act, like human actors playing against uh, yeah CG animals. Yeah, and shit. so it's going to be all animated. I'm assuming more so in the vein of something like uh, Pixar, or DreamWorks would do. Not like. Yeah. Did it say who's um, developing this at all? I don't think so. It sounds like Blue Sky or fucking DreamWorks or something or some horseshit. Sure, I can. Even though DreamWorks is not doing animated movies, I don't think anymore. Or at least like Spielberg doesn't have them under license to use their name for other projects anymore. Let's see. Uh... I am bringing. Well, okay. Well. Either either way, like uh, animated Garfield movie uh, is really weird because Garfield has kind of lived past his prime, at least when it came to like when he was at the peak of popular culture. Because who who reads the fucking Sunday funnies anymore? I don't. I think it's just what Garfield represents more than like the I hate Mondays and Love Sonia. Yeah. So it's uh, the company making it is Alcon Entertainment. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. Uh, they secured the exclusive rights for a Garfield CG animated movie uh, with creator Jim Davis uh, tapped to serve as an executive producer. Okay. So that that's a little nothing. more promising. Why would he? I doubt he would want to let something taint his, um, you know. I don't know, man. He let those two movies pass already. I mean, he. Will, I don't think he was producing on them, though. No, so but he had to let the rights go. If Yeah, but that doesn't... Once you let the rights go, you have no right in saying what they do to him. So they could have completely changed the script, made it completely shitty without... Maybe, yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, pretty much uh, what Jim Davis said... Uh, and I quote, I've been so impressed with the quality of animation and storytelling coming out of Hollywood of late. Uh, I can't wait to get into production with this terrific team Alcon has assembled. Um, I'm, I, I, I might am, be confused on who's doing what, man. <laughs> I'm more, definitely more hopeful with something like this. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, this Garfield movie in the past. Not that I'm a huge Garfield fan to begin with, anyways. Yeah. Um, but, you know, growing up and reading, you know, Sunday. We were definitely at the tail like, end you know, of, like, the generation, the, the last height. generation people who yeah. read Sunday Funnies. Yeah. I remember I remember reading Sunday Funnies when I was a kid. Yeah. But, like, who fucking reads them now, though? Because, I mean, like, you, you had kids, like, animated movies now are definitely directed towards a much younger crowd. Right. Um, they're directed towards kids. These kids have, probably have never held a newspaper in their hands before, you know, unless it was to make paper mache in kindergarten class. Yeah, which you know they're probably wondering why they're doing that in the first place, but uh, just seems like an odd choice to me to make. Yeah, there's probably some better properties out there to do, um, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I feel like I don't know. Um, obviously, the Garfield movies can be done so much better. Yeah, than they were done before. So. I don't know. And with with uh, the creator being an executive producer 
on the project. Maybe there's some quality control this time. Exactly. Yeah. So did they ever, did they say that Bill Murray was going to do the voice of Garfield again? I really doubt he's going to go back and do the voice of Garfield. I, I don't know why. I, I, I would probably go see it just because he would. Just be just because he would be in it. I mean, after you say a comment like "I did it just for the money," and you rag on Garfield all the time, I really doubt that the studio is going to be like, you know what, Bill Murray did like a pretty good Garfield though. It's like, it's like, but it's like, no, it's just like, but it's Bill Murray. I mean, like, if he'll do it, we'll get him to do it. It doesn't matter how much he trashed on it before. I still, I just remember in Zombieland when, like, his when he gets shot and he's about to die, and there's like, do you have any regrets? Uh, no. Well, maybe Garfield. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was a good one. But um, okay, so moving on from there, we are going on to some uh, better news. Um, this is one I actually did hear about. Um, uh, so Netflix uh, reached a deal with Disney Pixar for exclusivity for this was streaming. A while back ago, like well, uh, yeah, like, I mean, like a year, year and a half ago that we first heard about this. But this is Disney Pixar though. Before it was just Disney. It was like Disney movies, like you know all their animated flicks um, from back in the day. But these. I think this is a new deal with Disney Pixar. No, this is this is, is the, it the same deal. This is the same deal. It's just the final half of the deal. Okay. So now we're getting Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. All that's going to come out. Like so, so we're going to be able to watch uh, the Avengers movies on Netflix. You're going to be able to watch Star Wars movies on Netflix. You're going to be able to watch the Captain America. You're going to be able right. to watch. Um, Pretty much anything that's been released the last yeah. couple years, probably. So that um, is going to affect uh, in August, September, mm-hmm. at the tail end of the year, yeah. last uh, last quarter. last third, last quarter of the year. Um, it's exciting, man. I mean, there's plenty of those movies that I've wanted to watch again, but I don't feel inclined enough to go purchase them. Yeah. So it's like I gotta put on pants and go outside. No. And it's like I would want to watch the Avengers again, but I don't want to go. But you don't want to drop like ten bucks on a Blu-ray, ten fifteen dollars to buy the Blu-ray of it. Yeah. For something I'm only gonna watch once. I mean, because like the like as as shitty it may seem, you know, because. The first Avengers movie, we you know, I enjoyed it very much. I'm pretty sure yeah. you enjoyed it very much. Um, it just doesn't have the shelf life of repeated watching, you know, unless you're a kid. You know, yeah. Like my nephews used to fucking like when used to watch that shit like all the time. Like every day they would watch the Avengers, and like my my uh, sister and brother in law would just kind of use that as a coaxing tool to like okay sit down and shut up for a little bit and watch the Avengers. Yeah, you know and. Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, I can definitely see not wanting to buy the Avengers. I don't really want to buy any of the comic book movies that come out because they just, they kind of, not that they lose something when you watch it over and over again. It's just that you don't get anything more out of it when you watch it over right. and over again. So uh, to have it just on Netflix and then if you ever feel the need to watch it again, you can just kind of like flip it on and just... Yeah, exactly. Because it's what, like one of those things. It. Like I said, I, I've wanted to watch it, but I don't want to spend ten or fifteen dollars going and buying that's uh, a Blu-ray that I'm going to have to, you know, find space for and 
feel inclined to watch it more often than I want to mm-hmm. because I own it or because yeah. I bought it or whatever. So you gotta get my $15 out of this crap. Exactly. This is not like B-movie. You know, we can watch it over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's not repeatable like B-movie. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that that's some pretty cool news, but also uh, there's some other news that's coming out of the Disney camp um, with the new Beauty and the Beast trailer. Now, this is a, uh, the live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast. And it's not a full trailer, technically a teaser. Yeah, technically a teaser. Um, so Disney's been hitting it big with the last string of like live action movies, which is funny because the, before they never really did so well, right? Like ever. I mean, like you can look at like Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland didn't do, really do too well. The last like Pirates of the Caribbean movies, you can, they, probably, you can they argue sure they, they did decent, but no, you know, they weren't critically busters. like you know, yeah, as amazing as let's say like the first Pirates of yeah. the Caribbean. So like the Jungle Book hit it big. They made a buttload of money off of that, and it's been getting awesome reviews from everybody yeah. John Favreau like knocked it out of the park and I'm pretty sure he's going to be able to pull off whatever he wants to pull off for the, you know, the next couple years based yeah. off of that alone um, the Cinderella live action was really good um, and did they do uh, Into the Woods I don't think so okay um, but I want to say there was one more but it's like it's like I know they're, they're currently working on the Jungle Cruise <laughs> like one right like that's something that came out of d23 last yeah. year um but this is their next big like, animated to real life movie yeah like an ad- new adaptation of their you know exactly. classic you know or at least like this is like disney renaissance era of uh, of animation for them yeah. um so uh, this is pretty cool and interesting to see i kind of kind of want to see how the design for beast uh, looks like right. I'm not sure who they got to play Belle, and I'm not sure who they got to Belle play. Belle is um, what's her face? Emma Watson. Okay. Her Hermione yeah. and um, yeah, in Harry Potter movies and everything. So um, yeah, she, she's so she's great. your Belle. Yeah. Um, I want to know who plays Gaston. I want Gaston. To, Gaston. Yeah. I really is like I. I always hold out hope. It's like I want it to be Bruce Campbell for some reason. Like Bruce Campbell is like the perfect casting choice for Gaston. I could see that. Yeah. It's like just like just like just have him act like Ash from you know Evil Dead, and like you're done. Like there you go. I mean, he'd probably be like a little too old to play. But it would Gaston. make it even funnier though. But I don't think they're they're going for funny. I don't, I don't know, man. Gaston Ga- Gaston was pretty comedic, and like, he could easily be played off as kind of like a menace, like 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 as someone who starts off funny, and you can easily turn him into a menace later down the line. Right, but I just still feel like Bruce Campbell's probably too old to to play Gaston. Uh, I, don't know. I still I, I just want to see Bruce Campbell work more. I really love that motherfucker's stuff. But, I, I do too. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm not bragging on Bruce Campbell. I'm just saying for this role he's probably a little too old. But anyway, um, anyway. so the teaser happened um, and there wasn't much in it. It was just kind of like oh we're going to play the uh, this song and we're going to have uh, what's his name? Lumiere and Cogsworth mm-hmm. like talk and then at the end we're going to show the rose and Emma Watson's face and yeah. she says something English and we're done yeah pretty pretty straightforward teaser she's supposed to have a French accent probably nothing you know like all too crazy um I'm a little upset yeah I'm a little upset 
for two reasons. One, and I don't want to take this away from Ann because she told she brought this up, but I totally agree with her. I don't feel like this is bringing anything new to the table. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, we're going to tell a different aspect of it. We're not going to do anything. It just seems like it's going to be like, oh, we're going to do the live action version of this movie. Um, these movies are relatively cheap to make, mm-hmm. comparatively speaking to like uh, something animated. Um, and it's just going to print money for them. Okay. So more than anything else it just seems like a money boy it seems kind of cheap it's not yeah. going to be offering anything new it's going to be the same story we already know um and that's it so that's kind of uh, i don't know i mean like they've been kind of doing that game for a bit now exactly I mean, and that, it's just a little upsetting right because i would i would want something new i don't want the same story give it a little twist change something do this do that um tweak it a little bit to where it feels new okay it feels like kind of just like i don't want to say it's going to be shot for shot remake but well i mean you know. like, it's disney man they're not going to like fuck with something that's guaranteed to get the money i mean they're like they're they're so calculated in what they do and still giving off that air of creativity right right that they that they're so well known for that it's just kind of like i mean like what, what do you expect out of disney I'm not saying that I expect anything else. I'm just saying it's a little upsetting. But two. Now, this is the part that bugs me the most. Um, so, according to Disney, the teaser trailer for Beauty and the Beast pulled 91.8 million views in the first 24 hours. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. And the movie that had the biggest record for most views within 24 hours before for a teaser trailer was Force Awakens. Okay. And they had 88 million. I think that's full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me the fucking Star Wars which has had like 30 years that 30 years of fucking over 30 years of hype overkill hype right and even if you just consider since the last movie or since they talked about remaking this movie um you're telling me that fucking star wars teaser trailer had less views than beauty and the beast Are you fucking that, kidding that, me? That, that, that is that, that is sounds suspicious. Like full of shit. That's suspicious. I think Disney, you're whoever is doing your fucking PR fucking sucks a dick. <laughs> I feel like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Johnny, it's very Johnny, upsetting. Johnny, blood pressure. Blood okay, pressure. okay. We're, we both got angry at, at one point. <laughs> I mean, like, we're both fat dudes. We're not going to make it through this podcast if we keep on getting angry. We're just going to be out of breath and, like, wheezing the entire time. I just, time. um... It, honestly, it is weird. It's, I, I don't believe weird. it. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's pretty popular. Yeah. But I, I really don't think that it's... Because you got to think of it this way, you know, 30 plus years of hype after uh, after New Hope, but I mean, after Jedi. Right. Right. And then not including the uh, the prequels, but like 30 years after that movie was made back in like right. 1982, I think. Uh, I can't remember. Quite, can't quite remember. But for, for uh, Jedi. Yeah. Like right around there. So... After that, and the people who grew up watching those movies, who loved those movies, 
kids to about like 20 year olds, right? Right. Who went on to have their own families and not only their own families, but ended up fucking like indoctrinating their own kids into loving Star Wars at one right. point, right? And like then, my kids will, yeah. will and then, have to deal with it. <laughs> and then like the generation after them, dealing with third generation, at the very least, third generation right. uh, Star Wars fans on top of that is and to to have like you know the original Star Wars be built up so much to where it's like a godlike figure in cinema or science fiction in general it is like to to say that the teaser trailer for the new installment you know the you know episode like episode pretty much the thing that seven. every Star Wars fan has been waiting for yeah. since 82 because yeah. when you think about the new movies people don't like them whatever um you're telling like i just don't believe it um and i understand you know beauty and the beast is popular animated film i'm sure parents have shown it to their kids who've shown it to their Mm -hmm. kids since it came out and at some point i will show it to my kids but i i don't believe that it has the big that big of an impact as Star Wars does. Yeah. So it's definitely strange. It's very, very weird that the, that this is getting this much attention. So, uh, yeah, I'm not entirely, there's gotta be some, you know, inflating of numbers or something, or it just like got more shares, you know, throughout its short little time on the internet. And like, maybe my guess is maybe like, okay, well, these outlets put the video on their own page and they're not counting those views and you know there's other reasons why but I just don't believe it yeah um that was a little upsetting when I heard that news um overall I mean it looks fine yeah I guess I want to see an actual trailer for it I want to see what the beast looks like I want to see what they do with uh you know all the uh Furniture characters, yeah, right. Because how they're going to play that off, and yeah, because those have potential to look bad, yeah, real bad. Like they have potential <laughs> to look like horrible. shit. Yeah, uh, let's be honest. Um, and something like that can fucking sink a movie real quick. Yeah, and it's and it's not something. Um, it's something that's important to the story. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the story, the curse is broken, and they all turn into people. So yeah. they need to be, you know actual things it can't be like uh i don't know if you did see the new cinderella movie no um but one of like she turns a couple of lizards i believe into like her coachman but the lizards look like it's a person but it's got like weird patchy like almost like green to it and they have really like pointy teeth i thought i thought she turned in the cartoon i thought she turned her horse into the horseman and the mice into the horses no well maybe i don't know but in the it, i'm talking about in the animated or the the, the live action one, the right? live action one yeah okay um and it looked really weird but I guess to some extent it made sense in the concept of the story because you're turning a creature into a human temporarily. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll retain some of its uh, characteristics. But you can't have like a half candle stick and a half clock like creepily walking around. 
you and know? like I, yeah it's can be it's, it's definitely a weird a weird situation to, to try and figure out especially because i mean like I mean, they were so cartoony looking and and you know in the animated version that they you know were very exaggerated so it's kind of it's going to be very strange to 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 get like someone who's going to be like okay this person can definitely be this fucking candlestick in it yeah but so this can be this this is going to be a weird movie probably so it's going to be a trip to watch go to it high see how it turns out for you or just go watch it whatever yeah i mean it's um i don't know it's just uh it's weird. Yeah. So, um, moving on from Beauty and Beast weirdness, um, we want, we want to go back to all the other stuff that I had for you guys last week that we didn't get to touch on, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, the first one that I really had was more of a talking point than anything else. Uh, so, Kristen Stewart's new movie came out um, at debuted at the Cannes Film Festival called Personal Shopper. It's supposed to be some psychological thriller of some kind. I don't fucking know. Um, and uh, it's got a lot of mixed reviews. Now, so mixed to where like a majority of people who were in the theater when they saw it booed like audibly went Boo. i wonder i wonder if it's because the movie was bad or because they just don't like kristen stewart i don't know it could be either or because sometimes i won't watch a movie kristen stewart's in it just because her acting is usually really horrible i think it's non-existent is the word you're yeah <laughs> um so, so uh but it's um after that though uh, which apparently like these boos fucking drowned out any and all clapping and cheering, which is supposed to, which is, you know, kind of horrible to really <laughs> think about. Um, uh, you know, some critics took to Twitter and, you know, they, they were saying that, you know, Oh no, like, I really like the movie. You know, um, you know, like someone said, uh, uh, personal shopper got the first booze I heard at Cannes 2016. Now, which led me to only clap harder. I found it beguiling. Stewart is memorizing. This is from Nigel M. Smith and Alexander Dunnerfors said, uh, heard some people booing and laughing at personal shopper. Uh, same thing last year with sea of trees, uh, cans can't handle ghosts, blah, 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 blah. There's been a few others, m- multiple others who have been backing up the movie. I think more than anything else, and sorry to cut off your, yeah, no, go, go for it. Your thing. Um, and it just talking about critics, talking about us, talking about everything. Life is so subjective, mm-hmm. and movies are so subject- subjective, and video games are, and comic books are, and everything that you enjoy or don't enjoy. Don't feel bad, and don't don't give in just because you hear us say it's shit, or you hear critics say it's shit. You can like a thing that people don't like. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Like, just because a whole, all of the audience, let's, uh, let's say uh, 60% of the audience is booing. Mm-hmm. In that 40%, you can still like that 40%. Don't let, I know it's a little hard to kind of let your judgment not sway when you hear everybody saying something's bad. But, I mean, if you like something, you like something. 
shouldn't feel bad about it. Yeah. So, so, um, so the director also kind of chimed in, uh, saying that well, the ending is very ambiguous, doesn't, and uh, very open for interpretation. Um, he added, uh, from, I think this was, I think this was the director saying this. I can't quite remember, but he said the movies have a life of their own. People have expectations of a film, and then the film is something else. So, I mean, like if it changes gears, whatever, that's usually just kind of like the narrative the guy, like someone wanted to tell. Yeah. The point I want to get at this is in this day and age, you know, as you, as you said earlier, you know, sometimes it's hard to let in all these negative opinions and reviews not sway you. How important are critics today? Because everyone's a critic. Everyone can have a blog. Everyone can right. have a have a fucking channel on YouTube dedicated to you know bashing anybody movies. Can or, have a fucking podcast <laughs> as we have proved. Anybody can have a motherfucking podcast. Because I mean, we're just two fat losers who are doing this shit yeah. on our own time. Yeah. And you know, uh, so like, what use are critics nowadays? I still find somewhat of a use for critics. Even like I use it as a litmus test of what the overall census is in Hollywood towards the movie. I think what you need to do, and I think critics are important, and I think it's almost better that there's more critics now. And the reason why I say this is because if there's more critics, you're more likely to find a critic that you agree with. I'm sure you have certain critics out there, uh, certain writers, um, who you agree with 75, 80% of the time with, um, you know, maybe, maybe it's a news outlet. Maybe, maybe you really agree with the way IGN reviews things or, you know, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever your, your poison is. Maybe you really agree with that. So I think it's important to find the critics that, Kind of fall into your wheelhouse, like the things that you like, dislike the things that you dislike, and I think those critics are important. I think, like I said, I think now it's even more important than ever, especially now that we have so many critics. It makes it so much easier to find a critic that you agree with, mm-hmm. and if you agree with them on one thing, you're. I feel like it's easier to take their word for it later. You know, if they like the same things you like, dislike uh, the same things you dislike. Um, you can take their word for it, mm-hmm. but not everybody is going to have the same likes and dislikes of certain things. So I feel like it's almost better that we have more critics now. I think it is important that we have critics, but it's in- more important that you find your critic, mm-hmm. not just like, okay, well, the LA Times said yeah. this or the New Yorker or said this. Or this is what Rotten Tomatoes is telling me. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's more important you find your like your tribe yeah. right so so that's my opinion. yeah so uh anyone else so if, if anyone is actually listening to this uh you know you're a loser but also tell me what you think of critics and do you think uh their opinions matter or do you think you should just go to the movie yourself and go see it i mean like it, it not every place is like the place we live in if i go to a matinee show i can pay seven bucks get into the movie and be fine right you know uh other places like if you live in a city like a big city if you live in seattle if you live in los angeles if you live in boston if you live in going New York, to movies is it's it, more expensive. It's, expensive it's 15 20 very, bucks yeah per person like, so yeah and, and uh, it makes a bigger difference 
So the, in those situations, do you think it's more important to have a critic or do you think, you know, going to a movie and seeing for yourself is more important or like even hearing from friends and family who right. you probably share a similar taste with, you know, and, and as I said, in my opinion, I've always used critics as a litmus test to see how Hollywood is receptive, is receiving a film. And then usually I like to test, like I go see it and then see if I agree or disagree. Right. Um, I always, it's hard for me not to keep their opinions in, in mind um, when I go see it. Uh, so I never really come out, like go into a movie unscathed from a review. Yeah. Um, but I always try and keep an open mind into what happens in, in the movie. So uh, as I said, you know, tell us, you know, let us know yeah. how wrong we are. Uh, you, you know, send us an email at, uh, in the menus podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, so, uh, moving on from there, um, we have some, uh, other movie news. I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier before when we were bashing suicide squad, um, um, before it even came out. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look at what we're doing. I know. We're being horrible. I'm like, complete hypocrisy. Yep. Um, so, uh, for those of you who don't know, Geoff Johns uh, is uh, one of the main writers over at DC. Um, and now he's been brought to head DC Films, right. which is essentially the Marvel equivalent to Marvel Films, Marvel Studios, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so, apparently, DC is in bad enough shape to where they need Geoff Johns, who, who's writer extraordinaire, quote-unquote, depending on who you ask, even though a lot of people would say, oh, no, he's shit <laughs> at writing. Um, right. The only movie, the only thing he did any good was Green Lantern, but even then, the comic book community is very, very fickle, fickle. Um, with who does what that there's always going to be hate for whoever they're very willing to like someone until they do something they don't like and then they will immediately you know turn their backs to them yeah so so uh as i said geoff johns uh, has been brought to head uh dc films and uh see it's part of a bigger reorganization of uh, executives when it comes to these things because they've been hemorrhaging money or at least from the sounds of it they've been hemorrhaging money well they're not making the money they're expecting yeah. so so uh the, he's been kind of brought in to clean up their quote unquote murky development process um and the restructuring was like put several different executives in charge of genre streams quote unquote genre streams all of whom will report to warner brothers pictures president greg silverman uh these genre streams will cater to the specialties and interests of the company's various executives one example cited by this report is uh courtney valenti who will now oversee both the harry potter and lego franchises so warner brothers divided everything up right. dc films is ahead of all the comic book stuff so gf johns being comic book writer extraordinaire or at least what they're touting him to be is heading all the comic book movies whereas this courtney valenti is heading uh you know everything for harry potter, harry potter slash lego or lego so right. she's going to be in charge of like so they're essentially fantastic making where to find them yeah they cut it up into divisions yeah um Whereas Marvel Studios now is just owned by uh, by Disney, um, even though everyone knows they're owned by Disney, they don't really even have the Disney stamp on you know the Marvel Studios logo, like or, front center or anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, so while this is not like a terribly new concept, this is also just kind of this is definitely something that Warner Brothers I don't think has ever really done before. So they're kind of like. <laughs> I think they're kind of uh, 
They're in the middle of the ocean without a life vest, and they're trying <laughs> to, like, fast, like, you know, like, make some kind of thing to make themselves be able to float. Because right now, I feel like they're just not putting out too many hits. Yeah. Well, they, and, but, but here's the thing, though. So they have, like, their comic book section, and they have Lego Harry Potter, which is a weird group to have. Where does the Lego Batman movie fall? Is a Lego Batman falls within the Lego okay. uh, section, thankfully. So, like, it won't be, like, grim, dark, super edgy, you know, right. Lego Batman, you know, s- you know, swinging around, beating criminals half to death with his, you know, bare hands or his bare claws or whatever the fuck, you know. Peg he's holders. a bat. He's not a bear, Joey. <laughs> Bats have claws, He's fucker. not bear man. He's Batman. Like, so, as I was trying to say, um, it, it gets weirder because uh, the senior production executives, Jesse Ehrman and and I can't pronounce her name. I'm or I'm not sure if this is even a dude. This could be a dude too. I don't know. Nija Kukendall. <laughs> Kukendall. Um, uh, you butchered it. Yeah, I butchered it. It's like, uh, it's like I'm, I'm calling you Bob. So Jesse and Bob now fucking, uh, they're going to oversee the studio's comedy, family, sci-fi, and action genres. So there, this is obviously not. This is obviously just like grouping their Everything smaller else. stuff off into the distance. While so they, they have focus on three divisions. They have, they have Harry Potter and Lego. Yeah, obviously. They have DC and comic book stuff, and then they have everything else. Everything else. <laughs> yeah. So we have three important things: Harry Potter and Lego and comics. And then we have all that other bullshit that we put out as well. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so um, this is kind of like screams to me, like like we have the stuff that makes us money, and then we have the stuff we really want to make us money, and, and then, then we, we have, have all this else. other crap that we don't really know what to fucking do with right now. So it, as I said, this is kind of a weird structuring. I mean, like it doesn't make it any less murky. It's yeah. just like you're just going, okay, you're in charge of this stuff now, and it's like who to report to. You report to the head, and then you report, and then he still makes all the decisions. Yeah. It's like this makes no fucking sense. So it, yeah, it seems a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe this restructuring will work for them. But I really, I really think that they just need to take a second, take a breather and realize what is going wrong and fix it. Yeah. You know, I don't think like restructuring something and not doing anything to fix your films. And this is strictly speaking more so in the comic book division, right? Yeah. Um, realize what makes a successful comic book film, analyze it and replicate it. Mm-hmm. it sucks. Yeah. To be second fiddle, join the party later, whatever, but yeah. That's what you got to do at this point. I know you're trying to do something yeah. different. I know you're trying to do something edgy and dark. You know, but it ain't working. The Dark Knight trilogy, very popular, mm-hmm. widely regarded as a extremely good series you know, of movies. Yeah. And they weren't funny like Marvel movies where they're very edgy and dark. Um, Obviously, maybe the time for that has passed. Obviously. So, 
Try something different. Yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully, maybe the, with this restructuring, they're reporting to this head guy. Maybe he'll be like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the yeah. best idea. Do this instead. Yeah. But like, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to work out like a Kevin, like a Kevin Feige sort of, uh, you know, sort of role for Geoff Johns or for whoever the fuck he's even producing this stuff with. Right. Um, I think it was. I think they said like. Uh, I think I can't remember who I'm trying to find it I think it was like John John Berg John Berg Diane Nelson whoever um, they're trying to figure out who can be their Kevin Feige their producer who's holding this whole thing together and has this whole singular vision for everything else right but I don't really think they're going to get it with this yeah it's it's tough right I mean I mean it seems like they're just trying to tread you know tread water and you know like while sharks are just swimming beneath them you know yeah because uh, like Geoff Johns has done work on the television shows and the television shows have arguably been very successful you know uh, you know I guess especially compared to their movies right people actually are very receptive to the TV shows right um, so uh, they're kind of hoping he can work some kind of magic in the movie uh, side of things, but I don't really think that's ever going to really happen for him. It just, um, you know, maybe we're wrong. Maybe they can like, uh, maybe they can pull something out of their ass. Who knows? But uh, if history is any identifier of what's to come next, mm-hmm. probably won't be very good. Yeah. Okay. So moving on from there. Uh, Johnny, did, I'm assuming you, you've seen Predator, right? Yeah. Did you enjoy Predator? It's all right. Did you enjoy the recent uh, installment of Predator called Predators by Robert Rodriguez? No, I don't know. With Adrian Brody? No. You don't remember? Yeah. Dude, come yeah. on. You're fucking my story over, man. Okay. Yeah, no. I <laughs> yeah, totally, no, I completely saw it. Yeah, no, I completely saw it and I totally enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so um so if you're if you're not like Johnny and you actually bother to watch movies, um, you know, other than shitty movies like fucking Puppet Master and all that other crap, you know, I don't know where it got in your head to watch those. <laughs> um, but, um, but uh so uh, Shane Black, who directed Iron Man three, which I was not a fan of, uh, but is also also responsible for the upcoming Nice Guys, or actually just got released. Yeah. Um, I haven't had the chance to go see it yet, but I've been hearing good things. Um, he uh, is working on a new predator movie um now this is supposed to fall in line with predators one and two but also seems to be disregarding predators that robert rodriguez did just a few years ago um and this is kind of a cool this is not really a big deal but more of a cool sounding idea to me that we're gonna get yet another predator movie um that's hopefully kind of just as good as the first one was and also as good as predators was predators was actually a very enjoyable film to watch I'm surprised that it it's a series that is maintained as long mm-hmm. as it has. I know because it seemed very much a product of its time and very 80s, very yeah. action driven, and everything else. And then like something that would have not worked, you know, anytime after that. So I'm very surprised, to be honest, that it's that they're redoing it again. Yeah, because he had like a small. Uh, 
uh, thing to do with the original Predator production. I can't remember exactly what he did, but he was part of the production team. Um, so, and he always kind of wanted to do something with the with the series. So, right. if he's passionate about it, then we're probably gonna get something really good out of it. Um, I would assume so. That's where you have your best projects come out, right? Pretty it's much. Anytime the uh, director, actor, writer. It, as long as some, but it's something that they truly care about, it usually tends up being something pretty fucking good. So, yeah. So, um, this is going to be an upcoming Predator reboot, and, you know, we're not entirely sure if Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, is going to be in it yet. But if anything, it's just a really cool story to have on there um, to just kind of show that, yeah, fanboy fanboyism can be a good thing, and also it can. Uh, it hopefully lead to something pretty cool. Right. Um, so uh, next up is uh, some James Bond news. We've been having a lot of James Bond news uh, lately. Um, well, I think it's because Daniel Craig said, fuck this shit. I'm never coming back. Yeah. You can never pay me enough money to be James Bond. Yeah. So essentially what happened was uh, Daniel Craig has, is reportedly done with being James Bond. Right. They offered him uh, so much money to extend his contract for more movies, and he said no. Right. Um, and apparently it wasn't like a small number either. <laughs> to, yeah, like, yeah. To do From it. what I heard, it was a... It was, a hefty, it was a hefty for like one number. or two more movies. Yeah, and they, I heard, I think it was a two a two movie deal for however much money. Which, yeah. I mean, I, I I'll bite the bullet and be you know a really crappy James Bond for you know half of that. And if you guys really want, I'll be I'll be, give me twenty dollars a fucking sandwich. I'll do. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I kind of kind of want all the money. But um, so uh, not only is Daniel Craig done with this, but Sam Mendes is also done with this. He directed the last two right. um, James Bond movies, uh, Skyfall and Spectre. So we're having like two major fallouts <laughs> from this series, you know, and it's like still not clear whether or not Daniel Craig is completely gone from the series or not. And yet we also don't. And there's been rumors flying around who would replace him. And the right. number one contender is Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, which if you don't know, Tom Hiddleston played Loki yeah. in Thor movie and Avengers, and Avengers and everything, and everything yeah. else. Which I don't really think uh, is going to happen. I mean, they're not going to get anyone recognizable. They have, like, I mean, did you know who Daniel Craig was before he was James Bond? I guess that's true. But also with the last movie. It didn't do super well, mm-hmm. so maybe they need a name for a box office draw. I don't know. I mean, like if it, it's James Bond, so if whoever they get and they go, like, this is your new James Bond, people are going to show up either way. Yeah, that's true. Because it's James Bond. But and, if they had another big name to attach to it, then they can essentially hedge their bets that yeah. someone's going to that the people are going to go whether it's going to be for. Ex actor, or because it changed one. So, well, and on top of that too, I mean, it's not really up to anybody except for the producer, the uh, executive producer of the of the series. I think Catherine Broccoli is her name. Um, Broccoli. Yeah, it's spelled broccoli, but it's pronounced in some Italian way. I I like to say broccoli. Broccoli. Yeah. Um, Like she, like essentially, James Bond has been a, a. 
a property that's been held by the same family since its inception for, for the movies, uh, which is that broccoli or brolacci or whatever the fuck name, yeah. whatever. Uh, um, you know, Italian name it comes with, but um, it's been held by that same family for years. And uh, like uh, the, the father, I can't remember his name. The father had it, and then he passed it down to his two kids, his, you know, uh, who were brother, who were brother and sister team, and then it just became right. uh, the sister. Um, so she decides who is James Bond. She decided that Daniel Craig was going to be James Bond. And when he accepted the deal, that was it. And there is no other deciding. There is no vote. There is no – you can't wage a Twitter campaign and and have and have your way with this public. Sorry, but this is all up to one person. And sometimes – and like as Sam Indies put it, sometimes that's a good thing. Um, yeah. You know, they have – Because really then you have a lot less of studio heads – being like oh well i like this person we should do this person because they're going to cost less or we're going to yeah. do this because you know this person costs more but they're going to draw more people in like, yeah. to have someone who i'm sure she has her foot in the uh in the film industry and everything mm-hmm. but to have one person be like we're getting this person we're paying them this much and if they want more we'll pay more because this is going to be the person that we're getting yeah. I mean, like, and especially if they offered uh, Daniel Craig an extended contract on top of that, that shows that they want him to be James Bond for longer, right. longer than he is right now. Uh, whether or not he actually, you know, sticks on is completely up to, to Daniel Craig. He doesn't have to. He's still under contract for a couple more pictures, but um, I mean, if he really wants to break his contract, he'll find a way out of it. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, we're not entirely sure. I mean, there, there's been like people saying, "Oh, we want Tom Hiddleston. Oh, we want Idris Elba." Or like for some reason, people want to say they want Jill, um, Jillian Anderson to be the first female Bond, which I don't think that works too well. It's kind of going to be like a manizer instead of a womanizer. Probably. Like, then you, I, you, I would assume even if it's a female Bond, which I have no problem with, that's fine. Um, it still has to be Bond, so you still got to be kind of a dick to the other gender or whatever gender he's Yeah, because, I mean, like, James Bond just kind of, like, seduces women and then, like, they either die or he just leaves them at the end of the movie, you know? And it's, like, no, no you know, no thing at the end of it. With, like, a female Bond, it would just be kind of, like, a, like, not, like, a weird dynamic to put into it. It's just kind of, like, you have this really long-established character, well over 50 years old, you know, making movies, like, we're into the dozens of movies you know we're, we're past 12 movies of James Bond it's kind of be hard to just like switch it up so drastically from that point on and instead of you know kind of like you know instead of taking this established character and changing and changing like a big part about them and then not only that but also kind of just detracting from the character on top of that because like now it's no longer James Bond the super agent it's just James Bond the woman who happens to be a super agent. That's all people are going to talk about. And it, de- and it demeans the character in the long run because people are not going to want to see it after that point. Yeah. Instead, make a new, say make a new character. You mean like there's probably some executive out there who can capitalize off of a female James Bond type of character. And you can make really it easily. really good. Exactly. You can make it really fucking I mean, good. the, the format is all there. All the James Bond movies tend to follow the same format. Pretty much. You know what you need to do. You just need to plug in the pieces. Yeah. And you can establish a brand new franchise that'll make you a shitload of money. Exactly. Um, so, 
as far as you know who's gonna get picked the public has no say Does it's all up to Catherine Broccoli hell even the producers director that's her first name none of them have any fucking say no. so and she even chooses the director on top of that too so like if she wants like if like if Sam Mendes is done doing it he's just done doing it he's not locked in for a contract to make yeah. so many movies um, doesn't work like that for directors anymore so you know who, who's to say what the future holds for James Bond? I'm kind of hoping that we get someone good. I think Idris Elba would be a good pick. In all honesty, uh, he kind of has that whole, you know, that James Bond type of like type that, of feel, the physicality and the whole like coolness, the, the physicality and the coolness, the smoothness to that to James Bond's yeah. character that he could probably work out really well if you know he probably needs some good movies under his belt after you know he only has like very few good movies under his belt the last couple of years um but yeah so uh who, who knows what's happening with james bond um so the last bit of news i do have is something that actually happened recently uh jeremy irons has come out and said that yeah uh batman or superman deserved all those bad reviews um because this movie was like like he, as he as he said it was very muddled which so <laughs> so for those who don't know who jeremy irons is jerry jeremy irons played uh Alfred in Batman vs Superman. He's also kind of a well-regarded actor, I right. guess. You know, he's like got a couple Oscar nominations under his belt yeah. or whatever. And um, for those of you who are fans of action movies, he was in. He was the main bad guy in the third Die Hard movie. Um, also, you know, for the younger generation who probably saw The Lion King, he was the voice of Scar. Yeah, he has a number of. Who's under his belt? He's not like some new frou frou actor. Yeah, he's definitely well established. Exactly. So um, uh, he has he has come out and he has said that yeah, these this movie kind of deserved all those bad reviews, and the production of it was quite muddled, as he said. Yeah. Uh, and but he did say that you know uh, Justice League. He said is definitely more streamlined. The script is more linear. And they're learning from their mistakes, supposedly. Which is what we want to hear, right? Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's probably not his place to say any of this shit. But it's Jeremy Irons, and he's going to do what he wants. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, it's almost comforting to hear, right? Yeah. Because he's saying what all the critics are saying and what the studio will never admit. This movie wasn't all that great. Yeah. It didn't do great. But he's reassuring by saying, okay, this movie didn't wasn't as great as it could have been. But the next movie, they're learning from their mistakes and going to do better. Something that a studio would never say. They would never, like, dare talk shit about their own movie. Very much. So this is, this is comforting, almost. Yeah, it... it Coming from an actor who probably doesn't really give much of a shit because it's just like I'm, like, it's, he can literally go, "I'm Jeremy Irons," and just like walk away, right? And, and not really have to worry about. It. I mean, he he kind of can choose and pick whatever he, he can pick and choose whatever the fuck he wants to do. Um, so I, I trust his honesty, but also you know he's an actor, not a director or yeah. a writer. So uh, as far as I know, he's not a writer. Um, so who knows? Maybe we're still gonna get a big old pile of dog shit when it comes to justice league yeah we could but i mean i'm hoping it's better 
Yeah, we're hoping it's better. A little more comfort. Jeremy Irons, don't let me down. <laughs> but other than that, that's all like the movie news that I really have. Unless, like, did you hear about those weird hashtags that have been happening about with Captain America and Frozen? No. No. Okay, so. Recently, there's a, I don't really have any article on this or anything, but um, so with Frozen, uh, there's been this huge Twitter campaign with the hashtag uh, give Elsa a girlfriend. Oh, I think I did see this. Yeah. One, your Twitter campaigns are stupid and obviously don't end up resulting in anything. But also, it's just kind of it's weird to want to force your fan fiction into the actual storyline. Right. He's like, you want the writers to write your fan fiction so bad. Especially in an inorganic way. I mean, if it comes from an organic place and it makes sense as far as the story goes, um, yeah, fuck it, you know? Yeah. Go for it. Like, there's nothing but wrong with a gay character. It's just that you have to handle it properly. Or as I said before, with, you know, female James Bond, you detract away from the character because only one thing defines them at that point. Not the, all the other cool stuff that you develop beforehand now it's just oh Elsa the lesbian instead of Elsa the ice queen right Frozen sucks I hate Frozen anyway. Frozen was a horrible movie don't get me wrong um, but <laughs> yeah with the whole Captain America thing I believe it was give Cap a boyfriend, boyfriend right and it's like, like Bucky and Cap need a hook up it's like stop forcing your fan fiction into all this other crap this I is mean, not gonna he work. was he was Macking on uh, Agent Carter's daughter. I know everyone's going. No, she's just a beard. She's like she's just she's she's his cover. And I'm going like look. It's like I'm going like you guys don't think that two guys can have have that much relationship, especially when you look back on it. They've been friends since they were kids. Right. They fought a war together. You see, you see people die together, and you pull your ass out of the fire together so many times in the middle of a war. Not only that, one of the biggest conflicts to hit the planet earth and you're not gonna and you're just like oh no they're super gay then the entire marine corps is gay y'all gonna be a little bro-y like i mean like you you gotta have each other's backs i mean like i mean like if anything then you you walk into a marine corps barrack you're gonna just be like oh these guys are super gay for each other no they just fought a war together so they have to be homies it's a very binding experience and in those situations Obviously speaking, both of us from place of never being in a war. Um, if you can't trust the person next to you, yeah, you know it's What's kind of one of those of situations, right? Like, if you can't trust the person next to you, then who can you trust? Exactly, right? I mean, like, so, like, uh, like I can't remember the exact saying, but like some people were saying, uh, the only um, the only person closer to you in a foxhole is God and the person and the guy next to you. So it's uh, you know, and it's just kind of like one of those things. Like I don't think you guys are quite grasping the brevity of the relationship, especially especially if you think your best homie has died. Like your your ride or die yeah. bro has died, and then you find out that he's still alive, and you're just like, what? You know, like, you, of course you're going to react. Like you can have a Captain America and Bucky sisterhood of the traveling pants movie 
<laughs> and it would make sense. It still wouldn't be like all that gay. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's just it's just so weird that they that they really want to force this this like half-ass relationship onto you know, or like this half-ass fan fiction onto like the actual canon of the of the right. movies. Because as I um, say it again for a third time, because I want this to get through to any any more on listening to this. Uh, you know, it's like you just detract from the character when all of a sudden you just go like, oh, they were gay the whole the whole time. And it's like no, that's one lazy writing. Two, also that's just kind of that's just demeaning to not only the character, that's demeaning to anyone who is gay. Because then you're just like, no, the only thing that defines you is your sexuality. Right. Exactly. And that's it. None I mean, of the cool stuff that you like. You know, none yeah, of the music you like, the movies you none like. None of the achievements that you've accomplished really matter as much anymore because oh your sexuality is trumps everything else right that's the most interesting thing about you no it's not you know yeah it's you can you can definitely write a good gay character a good lesbian character a good transgender character Mm -hmm. you can do all these things and not have that be the defining factor in them yeah but to just shoehorn in that later and just being like, well, he was gay the whole time. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you know, <laughs> like, 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 where is it? Like, what world are you living in, bud? Because like, this is not how it works, right? I mean, uh, so I don't know. I, I don't really like it. I think it's stupid. I really hope that people kind of respond to it and go like, no, this is stupid. But I kind of have a feeling that you know, it's, that's not going to happen. But um, so there's also some other Captain America news. This is definitely more. This is not movies. This is comics now. The big reveal. The big reveal that fucking Captain America has been working so, for Hydra the whole time. As I say, spoilers. No, it's everywhere. You can't get away from it. Everyone knows. But yeah, people um, who don't read comic books, which is the majority of people who are angry about this, who are, I'm guaranteeing you, the majority of people who are angry about this don't read comics. And so, to, you know. Captain America's working for Hydra the whole time. Well, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Steve Rogers, who they, who is Captain America, is Captain America, who is an agent of Hydra. Supposedly Um, an agent of Hydra, yeah. He's been out of the comic book game for a little while now, right? Um, he, okay, so. Because there have been other Caps. So. But I believe. Captain America died, quote unquote, died at the end of Civil War, um, which is where I kind of was late. And then. Bucky became Cap right. for a bit, and now it's Falcon as Cap. Right. Uh, as far as when he came back during that time, like that was like right about the time when you know, uh, uh, Brand New Day or whatever the fuck that horrible Spider-Man arc happens, and I just dropped reading, you know, superhero comics altogether. Um, whenever he came back during that time, I don't know, um, but he's back and he's still going to be considered Captain America, right? But what I'm saying um, is, like, it's not. This isn't the same Captain America that we've like, been following. As far as we know, this could be a clone. This could not be the real Steve Rogers. This could be somebody else. But the fact is, is that I don't like this only because this is lazy writing. And it's super boring, and it's been done to death, man. It's just exactly that same thing now that we were just talking about. It's it's one of those things where it, it's almost like retcon, right? Yeah, where, it's, it's exactly where you're just gonna um, 
be like, oh, well, now you can go back and you can see like all these little things that yeah. he did, just like we planned. I mean, like, look how he, like, I mean, look at like how he like foiled Hydra's plans for the last like sixty years, you know. And it's like, but no, he that was all part of his whole master plan. Right. And it's just like, like one, it's like no, that's just lazy writing, and you're just trying to like garner some more readership or views or whatever. And like people who I mean, do read comics, like it's, it's like working, okay, right? Because everybody's fucking everyone's talking, talking about, about it. So. But people who do read comics, people who actually read comics, they're just kind of going like. Um, okay. Okay. Like, and you know, it's like, I wonder how long until this last or they reveal that, oh, this isn't really Steve Rogers or, oh, he's just playing the double cross or he's like under mind control. Because right now, from what I've heard, is that Red Skull is uh, around and about and he has mind control powers. So it's like, he's probably taking, it's like, I mean, everyone's already deduced, oh, he's already taking control of Cap's mind. Right. And that's it. And, which is more than likely going to be the, the going to be, because I mean, like, comic book writing is not super in depth or like super hard to figure out. Yeah, it's, it's pretty predictable. It's pretty predictable and pretty fucking boring, which is also another reason to stop reading superhero comics. So if you read superhero comics, you're a horrible person. Just saying. <laughs> but <laughs> Joey alienating our audience since episode number one. <laughs> since episode zero. You forgot all the horrible shit I said during the first like test podcast. But um yeah, so like uh, people who who actually read comics, this is nothing new. I mean, like I, Iron Man went through the same thing. He was working for some fucking Galactus type. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, for a while, and uh, it, as I said, it's nothing new. Um, people need to calm the fuck down. And like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, that's what they ended the comic issue on, right? Mm-hmm. The whole Hail Hydra thing, yeah. right? Um. At the beginning of issue two, near the end of issue two, the shit will have already been figured out. <laughs> yeah. It's already been explained away. Yeah. Someone will be like, that's not the real Steve Rogers. Yeah. And that's it. Like, you guys are freaking out over something that will be fixed in the next couple yeah. of issues. I mean, like, I mean, like... Uh, I mean, like, last time there was something this kind of big happening uh, was with Superior Spider-Man, where Dr. Octavius took over the body of Peter Parker and became Spider-Man. And it's it's funny because, like, he also did that with Spider-Man, did that with Iron Man, did that with a couple other characters, I think. And they're all called Superior Iron Man, Superior Spider-Man, Superior whatever. And it's just kind of like, okay... Uh, it's like the main reason why people didn't like that arc, especially comic book readers didn't like that arc, um, is because like it was just kind of like this is lame. It's like the entire time they're reading is like either like this is lame. People who did read comic books and read it and they liked it, it was like well it's it's a new take on Spider Man. Um, whereas everyone else was going like this is lame and it's not going to mean shit because it just can go back to status quo within you know a couple months. So. They, as I, you know, the, these things never last very long. Everything goes back to status quo. Sooner or later, Falcon's not going to be Captain America anymore. Sooner or later, Thor's not going to be a woman anymore. It's just going to go back to Odin's son. It's going to go back to you know Steve Rogers. It's going to go back. It's going to revert back to what it was. It's before very cyclical. Yeah. So. Camilla Khan's not going to be Ms. Marvel for, for forever. She's going to break off from the Ms. Marvel fucking moniker, and she's going to be, you know, fucking whatever stretchy person she wants to be after that. Yeah. It's guaranteed to happen. The only time where legacy characters actually tend to stick around is, like, the Nova Corps. 
And that's really the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. But yeah. all right, so no boyfriend for Cap, no girlfriend for Elsa. In fact, there shouldn't be a sequel for Frozen anyway. Yeah, but instead they're making a sequel and a musical, and it's like, like we're talking Broadway musical. Yeah, and it's getting like five rides at Disneyland or some bullshit yeah. like that. And, what is the world we are living in? I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, before we get any more upset, let's get out of here, Joey. As always, you can uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, like us there. Uh, we just upset ourselves. Like, yeah. You, know, you guys. Into you, a funk. We're sorry. We're, we ended on such a down note. It was so upset. And, um, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher. Pretty much anywhere. Um, Menus.com. Yeah. Uh, send us an email in the menus podcast at gmail.com. Uh, but until uh, we should be back next week. Uh, so we will be back. Uh, we'll be back then, you guys. We'll uh, see you guys later.